What's going on? My name's Tom. I'm Josh. This is our podcast. Not entirely sure what the hell we're doing right now. We need to work out a name. We've so, yeah, we got no idea what we're going to call it. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a weekly, fortnightly thing we're going to do. Interesting, we keep on top of it, it will be. <laughs> school as well and everything's going on. But we're just going to go run through a couple of topics. Jump into just it. jump into <laughs> it. Area 51 is one thing that we knew that we needed to talk about. That's... It's been pretty big. It's been massive. There's uh, currently on, on Facebook, there is 2 million people uh, that are interested or either going to the uh, Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us, hosted by shitposting because I'm in shambles. Um, seems pretty legit to it, me. It seems like it's going to be the a lot of fun. should be very scared. Well, first of all, I one thing I do want to kind of figure out is, like, what... Are they considering doing storming Area Fifty One? Because storming's a pretty bold statement. That's as if they're gonna. It sounds very aggravated. Come through with bazookas. Very aggressive. And decide to try and shoot everyone. Um, but I, I'd highly doubt that there'd be any weapons involved. At least from the side storming. Yeah. I think it's fair to say there definitely will be weapons involved on defense. Yes. Yeah. But just because it's a joke and all that, and from what I've seen. Online, I'd be highly surprised. I mean, I, I doubt there's going to be a lot of people going. I mean, <laughs> that, that's the first thing. That's the first <laughs> who thing. shows up. Yeah, well, everyone's going. Oh yeah, this is a joke. And then there's going to be those that those two thousand people that go. This is a joke, but let's still do it. Yeah. Um, like you'll have you'll have a couple thousand which might actually rock up, a couple hundred which will like pretend to storm it, then stop, and then you have the ten psychos that just go. Yeah. Well, all in. Well, if those 10 people, like those 10 people who decide to run and let's just let's just try and get in there as fast as possible, what's going to happen? Because I, I don't think the US government is going to want to go, we've killed 10 innocent people who are doing this for a joke. It would look really bad. Or are they considering Trump's going to be like, if they're going to try and storm it? Who cares? Who gives a crap? Their own risk. Um, I think it's going to be a tough one to decide. Oh, we're just going to ignore the random Snapchat notifications. <laughs> Let me, I'll, I'll turn that on silent now. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you'd do if you're in Trump's position. Because they can use lethal force. But then there's reputation on the line. I reckon he, I think he, what he's doing right now is like, he's, he, he's ignoring it. He, he knows about it. He doesn't want to talk about it. No one's even brought it up to him. Because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He, he, he doubts it's going to happen. It's really not his thing. What I'm concerned about is that the Air Force who are there are kind of in on the joke as well. So would they, you know, send more people into Area 51 on September the 20th? Are you saying would they deliberately, like, reinforce it? Yeah. Would, means of... would they deliberately have people around almost the the outskirts of Area 51 going, hey, you come any closer, I will kill you with my AR-15. <laughs> See, the thing with that is, whilst it might be the smarter and safest option to go with, if no one shows up, God, America looks like an absolute oh, mate, idiot. It's, it's going to be hilarious. If no one shows up and they're gonna, they you know, are expecting you know, thousands of people to rock up and then no one ever, ever tries to go in, first of all, it's going to be like, well, it was a joke in the first place. Second of all, the, the I reckon the US military will go, we knew it was a joke, we, we'd never even come close, like no one would even try and get past us because yeah. we're too big and strong. What I, 
what I also want to find out is like what if people do get inside the, like the very yeah, minimal right. minimal chance that it happens what do they do from there because like no one well then first of all I was thinking this sure if you manage to walk first of all get past the first line of defence walk the three k's or whatever the hell it is to get to the actual base yeah somehow make it into these like security locked doors <laughs> Know your place around, know your way around the place, should you, if anything, find anything, <laughs> you then have to get it all you out. You have to get it out, yeah. And, and that's not going to happen. No, it's, it's, it's not going to happen, and no one's going to try and go near any... Uh, uh, I mean, there's going to be those four people who try and go, yeah, let's just smash on, on the doors and try and get in. Yeah. Because there's not gonna work. No, nothing's going to work. It's, it's not going to happen. People are saying, oh, yeah, me and my alien... Running out of Area 51 <laughs> on September 21st. But God, just imagine. It, imagine oh, if it actually works. If it does work, that is going to be insane. And if, like... What what do you reckon is inside of it? Because I'm... I'm I'm 50-50 with what is exactly inside Area 51. I've, I've said this to a couple of my mates. I said, I don't think there's aliens in there. No. I, I'm pretty... I think we'd know by now. Yeah, yeah. I'm... And the US would 100% say, look, we're doing testing on extraterrestrial Exactly, life. They exactly. They would just say, we have something, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I think because of its... I think you think about the high major security items in the US or, like, facilities. You've got the Pentagon in Washington. Area 51 is on the complete other side of mm. the country. I think that's very strategical because why would you put all your high intelligence in, in one, one place. spot? yeah. And because it's so, so remote, I just think it's got... I think it probably has some secret weapon information. Mm, mm-hmm. It definitely has. I'm, I'm pretty convinced, at least, it's got some very top-secretive information. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's information to the existence of aliens and all that sort of stuff, that's up for debate, but... Yeah. Per, per, personally, I reckon it's got something from outer space. Like, it, it's going to have... They're not going to go Area 51, you know, it's this top secret location, you know, there's, there's all these... Like, how do people come to realise that, oh, that's hiding aliens inside there? Yeah, a lot of things have to fall into place for it to be associated purely with that, and so strongly associated. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you don't just... Like, we have PSRAAF airbase up there, and no one questions anything that goes no, on there. No, no, of course not, but... I reckon they're gonna have something inside. I reckon there's something inside there. That, I think there definitely is something know. inside that they're hiding, but I, I'm not convinced it's anything. I don't think it's aliens. Special. I don't think it's aliens. And it, even if it is aliens, <laughs> then what? <laughs> then like, what, what? What the hell are you supposed to do with an alien? What you leave it in like captivity, like in what it, it, Independence Day and yeah. Independence Day the, the the second one that was absolutely terrible, like. They wouldn't do anything with an alien. They're just going to go... Tell you what, my Uber driver just got a whole lot cheaper if I get my own <laughs> I'm driving it around for free. Yeah, that is, yeah. Quite right. Just... Should they know how to operate cars? Should they know how to operate cars, yeah. I think if they can build a bloody spaceship and get here, a car is pretty simplistic. I mean, even if we think, like, with all the Hollywood stuff around aliens, where do people get these ideas of what an alien looks like? Yeah, that's... and how do we know, like, what the, what's classed as an alien? Yeah, like, what if it's just some bacteria? Like, so, yeah, so you found the equivalent of, like, a cow in space. Is it a cow? Like, is it a cow? Or and is like, it an alien? Yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? How te- humans are, v- like, 
the most intellectual species on, on Earth. Earth. We have all these uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of other species that we could not communicate or do anything really with. No. Who's to say an alien is any different to that? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. They're, they're in another galaxy that's, you know, with beyond reach, there might be Earth, yeah. but without the people. Yeah. So and like, what, are they if, all aliens? Or is I don't that... know if people think aliens are like a mutated version of humans. If so, I, it doesn't make it any, doesn't sense, make any whatsoever. sense whatsoever. Like, it's that space is that big, the chances of having two almost identical species is pretty slim. But then yeah. again, it's that big, it could happen. I mean, considering Area 51 has been so... It's almost it's like some geek's fantasy yeah. to just figure it out. I reckon there's no such thing as aliens. There isn't anything as aliens. People have this idea that they you know want aliens to be real and they want aliens to be, you know, they want to see an alien. If the US government did ever find an alien, I personally reckon they'd tell oh, yeah, the be... world. Because it'd be massive. It'd be America is the first... I was going to say, America would boast about it. Exactly, because that's what America does. America boasts about everything. You know, they boasted about going to the moon first. Yeah, well, look, look at Trump. Oh, we have this new amazing weapon. Mm, mm. Um, we aren't afraid to use it. And it's like, well, if it's that amazing, why wouldn't you just... Especially with Trump's, with Trump's ego and how <laughs> the or like the North Korean side of things, you know, North Korea said they had the biggest nuclear weapons and everything, and Trump just decided, no, nah, we have bigger nuclear weapons. They boast about stuff. It's I reckon... You can just picture the tweet. <laughs> scrolling through my Twitter timeline and just at real Donald Trump we found them boys we found them boys it's a photo it's here him with an alien that'd be <laughs> nuts I, I was reading an article earlier today actually um, on if people actually go to Area 51 um, and this guy uh, Lincoln Count uh, Sheriff Carrie uh, Lee who's in the town of Rachel which is just outside Area 51. So that's where everyone would stay. That's where, well, that's where most people are staying. But the, the the title of this is, Note to those hoping to raid Area 51, there's not enough space. And there's this, there's one inn called the Ailey Inn. Very clever uh, naming and marketing. Oh, brilliant. Someone I love it. Promotion. Oh, mate, that is, that is like marketing expertise. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's the only place in that uh, population, it, it has a population of 54 people. <laughs> Let's just, 54 people live in Rachel, which is, oh, it's surrounded by ghost towns and deserts. There's yeah. nothing else in there. So say 4,000 4, people show up. 4,000 people show up. This Ailey Inn has 14 <laughs> rooms. Plus camping space, which is, so I that's, mean... That's 74 times the current 74 times the population. To of, put that in perspective, Perth has a population of 2 million. Seventy-four times that if seventy-four times our population just rocked up on our front door on a plane, you're looking at one hundred and seventy-four million people. <laughs> Sorry, one hundred and forty-eight million people, and the population of Australia is only twenty-five million people. Right, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, and I know, that of course, it's you know four thousand people doesn't seem like a lot, but in in this one town, it's not going to be pretty and it, uh, it's not going to work this uh, Sheriff Lee guy uh, said that the normal draw time for that time of year is hunting and, and mountain biking which of course that's what happens brings in a couple of hundred tourists um, 
But he said that even a thousand tourists could put on a strain on emergency services because there there aren't a lot of people well, there. Well, here's what I was thinking: it's such a remote town, and it's sad that this is what the world's come to. But should there be a mass shooting with four thousand people oh. in a very remote town that doesn't have any responses adequate to respond to that? Pretty... It's not going to be a great day. No. I I mean I. Everyone's joking about it, and yes, it, uh, I do see the funny side of it. People are going to see the funny side of it. They're going to be like, oh, let's stop Mary 51, let's see what happens. There's going to be, because the world's full of nutcases, there's going to be those people who go, I want to see what's inside of there. And he said, uh, Sheriff Lee, along with the Air Force, urges people not to storm the facility. He encourages people to come and see the stars or take in the terrain, but not to try and get into Area 51. If they do, they may be meeting Lee and his officers because they could be called to help with the trespassers. I think that's what, I think that's what the three kilometer barrier Barriers, is for. Yeah. It's for the emergency services to you know hunt them down and try yeah. and get and rid it's, of all it's these wide people. Open. You, you're not hiding anywhere. No, there's there's no point in trying to hide anywhere because you're just going to get caught. I mean, especially with the amount of uh, money and intelligence and technology the power that the U.S. government has, they're going to be patrolling that place for. And of course, like if any. Uh, country was threatened by another country or another force. Of course, they're going to put more people in that situation, and they're going to put more. Yeah, well, just just look at China. Yes, moving their army to the borders of Hong Kong. That's scary. That's scary stuff. That's World War Three kind of stuff. There, it's not going to work. No. But so that's the mate. If anyone gets into Area Fifty One, hats off to them. Otherwise, there is no chance. Have you seen? You you would have seen it on. The, on Instagram, all the memes regarding the Naruto runners and Kyles. Yes, and all our methods. Yeah, so uh, supposedly the game plan um, is for... There's two different types, or is there three? I think there's two. So there's three, but I'm not entirely sure what the third one is. There's the Kyles, yep. who are the monster energy energy drinkers who run straight. You know, they're, they're, they're the nutcases. Just all in. All in. They, they just go ballistic. Then I saw this one where someone said... Uh, the Naruto runners go on the left and right wings. They run so fast they dodge the bullets. Of course, of course they're going to dodge bullets. That's exactly what people do when they Naruto that's run. We know how quickly that works. Oh yeah, that's that's going to be uh, that is going to work entirely. Uh, and then I think uh, the Cheds, Ched or Chad, Chet. I have no idea. They're these uh, in, in America. You know, they're kind of you know the buff kind of guys who you know live in these. Yeah. You know, Alpha, Kappa, whatever they call themselves. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Frat yeah. guys. You know, like Cheds. college. Yeah, yeah. College, houses, college guys. Yeah. They're in there for the, for the big muscle. If, Jesus. <laughs> it, the people who have put this together, honestly, hats off to them as well. Cause like, it's pretty impressive. It's impressive to get two million people to, to go, yeah, this sounds funny. It's a, well, it's a massive well, joke. Well, just look at it. It started off as a joke. That's got the attention of the U.S. Air Force, <laughs> the U.S. government, big news corporations like CNN and that yeah. are all reporting on it. So it's gathered attention there. And even here in Perth, we have two, we have two of our own, which is the... Storm Aqua and Go Spearfishing. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> and the Fremantle Power Station as yeah. well. If if any, oh mate, oh, I remember in uh, our Marine class, uh, marine biology class, we went to Aqua and we went downstairs into this sort of 
aquarium sort of area, if anyone gets into there and starts going spearfishing, that's fish galore. Like, there is... There's no stopping them. There's no... Do? I mean, there's, there's, there's sharks, but they're like reef sharks. Yeah, or they're not going to do anything. Baby sharks. They're, like, they're not going to be able to do anything. Anyone gets into aqua... First of all, they're going to be called by the police and there's no chance in getting out because... Oh, yeah, good luck running a... with your flippers oh, and whatnot. If, if you try and go... First of all, you've got to get in. Yeah. And then you got to, you know, if you want to go scuba diving, get your tank in there, get your wetsuit on. Like, how are you supposed to plan for this? Then there's a getting out part, which, first of all, is getting out of the water where on land where obviously people are going to be standing and waiting for you. You can't stay in the, in the tank forever because, of it's course... A, it's just a lot of effort for nothing, really. It is a lot of nothing, effort nothing. Nothing's coming out no of it except for Aqua's losing a fair few fish. <laughs> no, no one's going to do that. That's highly, highly unlikely that anyone's going to go into Aqua and try and storm Aqua to go spearfishing. They can't stop all of us. <clears throat> but the Fremantle Power Station is one that's actually quite... Interesting. Because, that's an interesting one. Because that, that, so if anyone doesn't know what the Fremantle Power Station is, it's a big, old, abandoned sort of building. Structure. It's it's like the one you see in movies where you know this is the abandoned building where they all run into and they try and run run away from the bad guys. It's, yeah. It's just that's uh, basically what it's it is. It's kind of like is. a huge parking lot type thing. Yeah. It's been completely yeah. abandoned. It's very popular with like graffiti artists and parkour yes. and stuff. Yeah. Major. It's also off limits legally. Yeah, legally off limits. People go in there anyway. They sneak in there. There isn't a lot of um, guards or any protection around it. But there's just nothing in there. There's nothing just, in there. I think a lot of it's just the spite of it, just to say, oh, well, look what we're going to do. And all, all, you know, the, the adrenaline rush of people yeah. are going to go, like, oh, let's storm this, and then they get inside and go, hey, hey sweet, we, we stormed it. Let's let's leave. That's like, it's, it's, there's not much to do. One other one that I saw is, uh, let's storm the uh, escalator that never works at yeah. Perth train station. Anyone who doesn't know that, there's an escalator as you're going up into... The, uh, what is it? Is that Murray Street there or some street? I have no idea. Wellington Street it is. Uh, there's an escalator to get up from the train station into Wellington Street. I used to go up at, every, uh, back in year seven, which is about four or five years ago now. I used to go up there every morning. I used to get get up there and it used to always be working. Ever since, it's it's stopped working. It, like, it's been shut down for ages. No one can get up at, uh, it. Yeah. People take the stairs, and after a while, people start going, like, what the hell's going on? Why is there no... Why is this never <laughs> Why is this never ready? And considering all the money that the freaking Perth government gets because they think that they're hard done by and everything, surely you could fix one little escalator yeah. in Perth Station. Well, on the topic of, like, Aqua being down in Hillary's, we had an interesting school event. We had a very interesting school down event. down in Hillary's? Near Aqua. We, so, at our school, we had a dinner dance. It's like a prom, a ball, you know. Uh, but without, like... Without... <laughs> B-grade. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a B-tech ball. Yeah. Uh, you go and you, you go and you dress up, shirt and tie for the guys, and dress for the for the girls and whatnot. Um, I went along, Josh didn't. Um, it was... I, I, I went in a suit. I went to the ball last year, uh, the year 12 ball, so I just went in a suit. I know. Flex. Weird flex, but okay. Weird flex, but okay. Um, but I mean, going into it, the, it was it was circus themed. Uh, I'm not entirely sure who came up with the idea. I don't really, I don't really see the idea for, I don't quite understand why there had to be a theme. Like the ball yeah. doesn't have a theme. The dinner dance had a theme which was a circus. 
but I think I think as someone that didn't go but because I do all the school's videos and stuff I say last year's footages previous years our years and whatnot I just found it interesting that if you're gonna go with a theme I feel like you also then need to dress to yeah. match yeah. the theme otherwise what's the point of the theme no, like, it, eventually the only thing that the circus thing had to do with it is that they were showing the greatest showman <laughs> on a projector and I, I've never seen the greatest showman I'm not necessarily a fan of musicals and stuff like that there was a woman with a beard I, I, I get creeped out at stuff like that no offence to anyone with a beard who there you is go. a woman Tom just throws away half our <laughs> listeners in one sentence my apologies to anyone who in, either enjoys the greatest showman or has a beard and you're a woman I get nothing you know Let's I, just. That's. <laughs> I uh, just found the setup to be well. As someone, I didn't go right. Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't there. I can't comment much on it. But from an outside perspective, I found it. It seemed very feminine. It seemed yeah. there were a lot of reds, a lot of pinks, greens, and stuff. It, and then you've got everyone dressed up in suits and nice dresses and stuff. Mm. It's very contradicting. Previous years, where it's something like Great Gatsby or Cocktail, it's just sort of like. Gold, silver, yeah. nice, but not crown yes. in your face, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah. And that's sort of what I felt like it probably could have been. Of course, I understand there would have been restrictions on, like, oh, you can't... This is where the food goes. This is where the dance floor goes. This is where the tables... How do you want yeah. to decorate it? But I think if you were allowed and given the option to, I would have I would have set it up. Not so, I'd say... Not so much, like... Theme I don't really care about, but like the actual setup of it, I would have rearranged it a bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think I'm not entirely sure that the Hillary's Yacht Club was exactly the best location to have it in. There were about 17 tables of 14 people to a table. It was packed. You could barely get through anywhere, and the only space where where it was open was the 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 dance floor. Tom, where for those who didn't see that, Tom did that in quotation marks. The dance floor, which was basically. Once again, like the river cruise we had last year, it was in a corner. Yeah. And then there was a the little side room where they had photos and stuff with circus-themed sort still... of decorations. No one used it. I saw on the school's Facebook page that maybe five or six photos had anything to do with the, the yeah. circus theme. I still just... I don't get why they shove the dance area off into a corner. In, in a corner. I think... If, if this is me, my, I would have done it. I would have had... Tables around the outside, dance floor dance in, the in the middle, middle. Mm. and then where the dance floor and like photo booth was, have a buffet there. So those yes. who want to get food, yes. those who don't, don't have to. But I understand restrictions with like, well, some people are going to take more food than others, or um, and like allergy restrictions yeah. and stuff. But I feel like kids are old enough now to know, oh, I'm allergic to peanuts. Exactly. I'm not going to have the peanut butter cake or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. People, people didn't eat their food. It was. Uh, for anyone who didn't go, who doesn't know, the, the entree was a lamb kofta, which is basically a fat skewer. It's a fat skewer, but it, we, and it had like a, almost a, a roasted vegetable thing on the side. It, it looked like something out of MasterChef. It was pretty, pretty well done, but the serves were tiny. It was a meatball. A meatball on top of uh, a slice of zucchini with eggplant and uh, a piece of tomato on top. Presentation is only fifty percent. How to taste? Exactly. Well, I mean, I, I eat quite a bit. For anyone who doesn't know that, but I'm, I, I'm pretty used to 
stuff like that. I didn't eat the zucchini. I'm not a fan of zucchini. Eggplant, I really have. It wasn't that bad. But for anyone who doesn't eat that sort of stuff, and people are picky these days, people, you know, my brother takes stuff off, like takes bits of chunks of meat off chicken and pork and yeah. everything like that because he says there's fat in it. It's not fat. Like, it's it's stupid. But people are very picky with what they eat these days. And first of all, no one's going to eat the zucchini unless you're, you know, an avid fan of zucchini. It's not exactly the best tasting thing. And then for Maine, it was a slow braised pork... Almost, it was it was a chunk of pork with uh, caramelized onion sauce on top with a bed of sweet potato. Yeah. People don't like sweet potato. I was going to say, sweet potato is a very strongly flavoured food. Yeah. It's either yes or no. I'm, I, I eat sweet potato all the time. I'm a fan of it. Uh, but a boy I was sitting next to hates it. Yeah, Didn't, I couldn't touch he, it. He, he, he could barely eat his pork because it was... It was almost covered in it. It was, and that's the other thing. It's pork. It's very it's pork, selective. Yeah. Like, I, I, I eat my, I eat a bit of meat. Pork is just one I just don't touch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it should have been kept simple: buffet, sausages, baked beans, bread. <laughs> Pick what you want. A buffet would be so much better because then kids decide what they're gonna eat. People would go, "Oh, I don't really want that." There's this over here, I might as well have this, Well, you know. a lot of kids would also eat beforehand. Exactly, yeah. And it, the dinner dance started at, what, 7 o'clock? Yeah. Like, people go to bed at, what, 9.30 9.30, in like, I think it should have been food there to have, if you're hungry, as like a yeah. snack type thing. Not as in, sit down, this is dinner. Yes, yeah. I, and I think that's where it kind of went wrong as well. I thought, it, it, overall, I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, it, it was just like... It would be a fun night. It was It was a fun night. You know, there was... Uh, the music wasn't exactly the best, but we, you know, we, we dealt with it. I'm not sure if there was any... I didn't hear any songs with any swear words in it, I think. Oh, I've been told there definitely were. Was there? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't But really... I think it's interesting we touch on music because I've spoken to some kids that were on the committee and that they made a playlist. Yeah. And I got to see the playlist beforehand and yeah. I, I thought it looked fine. I don't really have anything wrong with it. It's big. It was popular songs everyone would have known. Yes. And you've got to keep in mind, it is a school event. There are restrictions like mm, that. Of course. I think they did a very good job with yeah. it. Yeah. Of course you can't play, you know, yeah. XXX Tentacion, first of all, because, you know, he's he's dead and sometimes, you know, they're one of his... Famous God, songs imagine, is exactly. Imagine if Six Nine just started blasting. <laughs> Gummo starts playing, and, and it would have. Uh, Mr. Teachers would have had a oh, fit. Oh mate, that would have been brilliant. Mr. Bothy was there as well. Imagine mm. if. Oh, See, I think he he left pretty early though. What so. I think is interesting that you touched on with music, and as I was saying with like the playlists and stuff, they had a DJ on the night, and from what I heard. <laughs> The DJ was a 12-year-old kid that never, or acted like a 12-year-old kid who was like, look at me. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he, I felt like he was definitely from the Hillary's Yacht Club like era. Like, in-house. He, he didn't look like someone who was a, a professional DJ. He wore a shirt and pants. No DJ rocks up in a shirt and pants. They rock up in, you know, massive hoodie, yeah. a snapback, you know, hella cool trackies and really hype-based sneakers. It's, yeah, ca- casual. This guy... I feel like he he kind of knows what to do with the soundboard and DJ stuff. He started, you know, as soon as it got to about 8.30, 9 o'clock, he was spinning that, man. He was fading songs into it, taking forever to let, let the beat drop, and he was like, hell cool, man. He thought he was the best. I think with all the money that, like, it was $77 to go. It was 80 bucks. 80 $80. Yeah, okay. So that, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. 
I think, why spend that money on a DJ when you have your own playlist? Just make a playlist. Why not just make a playlist, have someone, a teacher or a student there on the night, yeah. just having it lined up, kids can go up, chuck in the songs they want, within, of course, have someone to check that that's okay. And then you've saved a lot of money on hiring the DJ and put that money into more decorations or... Decorations all handmade or as well. Food. They're all handmade. They, they, I think they made them the day before. I wasn't. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. This isn't a. Um, I'm not gonna have a go at anyone. I didn't necessarily like the theme. I think that's the big issue. And so the thing with circuses, it's such an out there theme. And it, but but it's so specific, almost yeah. like it's almost got to be. Like, if it was a circus theme, why didn't we have, like, a, a magician or yeah. uh, an elephant walking on two feet come in? Like, and, of course, I'm over-exaggerating in this situation, but I think with the circus theme, it had to have more of an impact. Because people, these... Uh, after the dinner dance, no one's spoken about the circus theme. I because it's it's just not really relevant The to only it. thing they really hit with the circus theme was just colour scheme. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and this is the thing, playing The Greatest Showman, I don't know, could you hear audio from the No, movie? no, 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 it was just okay, like, it so. was, it was just, and it was, it didn't even go on for that long. It went on for like maybe 20 minutes, everyone walked inside, said hello to everyone, then as soon as everyone sat down, it stopped, it finished. Like, and there was one corner where people took photos and the school took photos, and it had, you know, a ledge where people could stand up and, you know, to have photos with everyone, and big group photos, and then there were circus-themed sort of props off to the side, yeah. which I think was used by maybe 10 people max. Yeah. See, I think when you got to compare it to last year when we had our river cruise, which was a similar sort of thing, but on a boat, <laughs> and, a bit, and there wasn't any food involved. No. I think the general consensus is that the dinner dance was it was okay. It was, it was people yeah. had fun. People didn't yeah. hate it. It wasn't a failure. No, no, no. But I don't think it was the step up from River Cruise that yeah. was hyped, that it was hyped up to be. I think dress wise, it definitely dress was. Dress wise, did because of course in in year ten you've got your River Cruise. It's on a boat. It's formal. It's not over the top though. Shirt and pants. It's fine. Nice dress shoes. No good. one wore a tie. No one really wore a tie or anything. No, like that, so. I, a couple of people wore a tie. No one really wore a suit, apart from one kid who looked like a pimp. Um, <laughs> shout out to Callum. Um, and then it was the 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 dinner dance, which was you know a step up. You wear you can wear a suit if you want. It's not over, over the top. A shirt and tie. Yeah. Pants and nice dress shoes went perfectly. L- looked looked great, and you know a dress a nice dress looks fine. Not too over the top though. So I, I think think of it as like a tier wise type thing. Yes. So yeah. you got River Cruise tier one, dinner dance tier two, and then the ball ground finale. Ball, thing. yeah, exactly. Was that jump from tier one to two any different? I'd say only because there was food involved. Yes, and I I don't think a lot of the girls went. Oh, okay, this is bigger than the dinner. This is better, bigger than the River Cruise. Therefore, my dress has to be a bit better. Everyone just wore, you know, a normal dress. It was... I think, though, but then... I think the issue with girls and wearing dresses and getting all fancied up for that is there is no in the middle. There's it's no, either... It's... There's casual, here I am in my half-cut champion hoodie or whatever <laughs> it is. And then, then there's, like, here I am in my dress and I look nice. And then there's ball. 
Yes. Yeah. So I don't think you really could step up from River. And it is hard for girls as well, especially these days considering... Like, what we got let out at 2.30. We usually finish at 3.30. Yeah. We, we got let out at 2.30. Oh, everyone would All the girls would have gone straight to the house. Oh, and stuff. And, and I, I was speaking to a couple of girls at school who, you know, they you know they, they go home, they do their makeup, but they don't go all over the top. Yeah. Then there's, of course, there's other girls there are who some that will. went to a hair salon, got their makeup done by someone else. And you know what? I mean, fine. If, if, if you if, if you like that... that's your thing, go ahead. that's your thing, go ahead. I've got nothing against yeah. that. What I do have something against is... And our head of year told us that if we didn't go on the Friday, we weren't allowed to go on the Friday night for the dinner dance. Girls who take the day off, off, like it, I mean, of course, like we, we had a leadership day, which was not gonna lie, it wasn't exactly the best thing. People who take the day off for that, it's not like. I mean, I I, I didn't go because I had a marine test that exactly. was meant to you, be Tuesday. Kids, kids have tests, and especially in year eleven, if you don't want to go to a stupid leadership day, that's fine. But if you don't go to a leadership day or whatever, you know, health and well-being day it is, just because you go, oh, no, I'm not going to have enough time to get ready for the for the dinner dance. That's a bit over like, the oh, top. Seriously, over the top. And I don't think anyone did that. All the girls came along. You know, there was there was no dramas with that at all. And it, everyone looked really good. I thought it was... I thought everyone looked really nice. The boys, you know, dressed up as... as you know, they all dressed, dressed up basically the same. Dressed up accordingly. And no one was really too far over the top. Not gonna lie, I probably overdressed a bit. I wore a suit and tie and a freaking. Yeah, but there, but there were a group of you that did. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Like there was stand five out. No, yeah. I didn't stand out. I think the only thing that did make me stand out was that I wore a freaking napkin in my blazer pocket that made me look like an absolute tosser. Um, and I mean that—that's just why I, I wore the ball. So I thought, yeah. yeah, why not? I'm gonna wear it again. But yeah, I—I I felt like the, the dinner dance was all right. It was it was good to you know see everyone dress up a bit. It's always good to dress up. It's good to have fun, dress up and everything. I think it's one of the rare times the entire year group does something together. Together, yes. Isn't school related. Yes, yeah. Because our especially our year, we're quite disjointed from. There, there are certain friendship groups. Who oh, are, it's definitely, and I've said this. You could split it almost straight through the middle. Yeah, there are some kids that. It blends through Crossover, yeah, with either yeah. of them, but then once you split through the middle, then you just yes. go slice, 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 slice. Yeah, yeah. Like, my group of friends is like 20 to 30 of us, mm. but you can see 100% there are smaller, there's groups of four, of groups course. of five. Yeah, and that's, that's going to happen with that every friendship with everything. group. And, uh, but there, there was definitely, and what I thought was really odd as well is that they made you, and of course people wanted to be on Tales of Their Friends, so they went, I found right. that very controversial. That was, that was controversial. I think... As I know, I know that people would be upset if it was by form, by house, or the teachers pick yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. As sad as it is, I think that would cause an awful lot less, less drama less than as well. missing out on tables people, with your friends. People have to choose our. You got to choose your own table. Six boys, six girls. Six boys, six girls. Uh, or you could have. But a maximum of 14. So you could have eight girls, six yeah. guys. Well, like, you, you've, you've got a big friendship group. Our, like our friendship group is 30 massive. to 50. We have, yeah, well, I reckon massive, we've got about 50 guys in our friendship group. Yeah, what what friendship group is six six boys and six girls? There's none. You're splitting them up. Yeah, and then you're yeah. going to have... And, and then, then... It's not going to split evenly. You can even have some letter left like, out. Yeah, like, I, I wasn't exactly... I didn't go all out saying who's got table, who's got table, who's got table. I know I, some people did though. Yeah, but and I, I, I know that some people on the on the night that we got the invitation to go, 
all right, make your tables six boys, six girls minimum. Yeah, fourteen they went people max. Straight in the straight first in, ten minutes. Straight, and and they they got it in quick. Which to be fair, they they're allowed to do that. But I I had a I had a good mate of mine who, they um, missed out on the first table and then was on a second table, but it wasn't put through due to a lack of communication. Mm. So he unluckily got thrown on to a third table, still with people he was friends with yeah. and stuff. But it's. It's just ridiculous that yeah, stuff I, like that happens because no group's going to split evenly. You will, even mm. though you're all friends, not saying no one doesn't like each other. No, it's it doesn't work. But you, and, and you're closer to other people exactly. than you are, you know, and that's where it causes a lot of drama, especially in sort of the, the the group that I hang around in. There was, of course, you know, a couple of girls and a couple of guys who were upset because they couldn't get on the table with their friends. And but what I did find strange is that if you didn't have enough girls or enough guys you just got thrown with randoms uh, and of course not, not randoms but you just got like it was, it was you a got lucky thrown dip. in with other people yeah, yeah yeah and you had to decide if you didn't have enough girls or guys you had to put in your table no, no matter what yeah and then you kind of just got moved onto a table which I thought probably could have been done better I feel like what this is what I think that they, they should have done choose five guys five girls who you'd want to be on a table with put it all together and then let the teachers do the work. Let the teachers go, do the work. Oh, they out. want to be with each other. Yep, they've got classes. Yep, they hang out. Yeah, that works. Yes, that, that, that works. And the teachers know who hangs out with who. Or. They know what goes on. Don't have tables. Say, here is food. Don't bother about the drama beforehand. Just say, go sit down where you want to. Yeah, almost have like a big, like, communal, long table. But even where... then, you could just still, still have your separate tables if you wanted. But yeah. Just say, just on the night, sit with who you want to. We don't really care if it's split boys or girls. Just sit who you want to. I sit feel with like, who you want to. I feel nah, like that would, nah, have, would have worked a lot better. All the drama beforehand would have been completely avoided. Yeah. You would have had a couple people on the night who would have been like, oh, I'm not with exactly my closest friends group. But, but you'll you forget would've... about that within the first ten minutes. Mm. And I, we, we weren't on our tables for long. We were on our tables for yeah. maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. And of course, like m- my table, I... Everyone on my table is really good. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm friends with all of them. I speak to them. You know, I'm 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 quite lucky to have be on a table with people that I enjoy being around. Other people who got just forced onto a table with others who they may not speak to. Of course, everyone's friendly. Everyone's friendly with each other. Oh yeah. Everyone's you know okay to talk to each other. But you know, there's always that like. It's that, always tension. It, or it's like, it's like a awkward first yeah. sort of conversation icebreaker. And I think they did well with. Uh, they they had packs of cards and they had Uno and they had you know it was like a questionnaire sort of card thing yeah, which see, kind of even that I found that very I found that odd yeah because it's like you want to encourage everyone to chat and stuff yet here you've got people playing Uno you know <laughs> off in one corner and it's like it's just very isolating I, yeah. I don't know yeah it was it was an interesting one to me yeah. but I spoke to another mate of mine and I said I think the consensus is. If you went in with the attitude that you wanted to have a good, fun night, you would have had a good, fun night. If you went in with the attitude of, I'm going to critique every little part of this, and if it doesn't yeah. meet my expectations, I'm not happy. Yeah. That's the issue. I mean, I, I, I think when everyone first sat down, everyone was kind of a bit, a bit bored because we were all like waiting and stuff. And I, I got out my phone and started watching the, the AFL game that was on that, As that night. R- yeah. Richmond Collingwood, of course. Which was a blockbuster of a game. Blockbuster of a game, which ended up not being exactly the best yep. blockbuster. 
Um, yeah, it was an odd night. It, it was, was an odd night. It was an interesting night. I mean, I mean, I started running out of power straight away <laughs> because I was watching the footy with 4G on that. It was 100% not going to work. But honestly, it was... Even watching the, the Richmond-Collingwood game, I was like, oh, this is way more exciting than just like the, the first 10 minutes of the, of the dinner yeah. dance. And I just think... I still think it's just... You make it what you make it. I think the yeah. theme genuinely was accepted as a bit of a miss. Um... But other than that, I don't think... I don't think we... You can't blame the students for this. No, no. Because from what I've heard, although there was a committee, they had a lot of restrictions. Yes, yeah. And, and you know, kids on the committee would have wanted yeah, to come up with ideas. They just, they, they just, they just they couldn't just allowed do to, it. Which is... Which is yeah. It is what it is. But I think the fact you mentioned that you were watching the footy leads us quite well into our next sort of conversation. The AFL right now. It's very it's, all over the it's, shot. It's very over, over the shot. Uh, no, it's there's a lot going on in the AFL right now. Who's going to make finals? Who's not going to make finals? Where are some of the you know uh, potential free agents going to go yeah. in, in the trade period? Who's going to win the premiership? First of all, that's that's something that I yeah. There is there are like three or four teams that could all very easily yeah get yeah. There. I, I reckon that the four teams that can do it are Geelong, West Coast. Uh, Richmond and Collingwood. I Collingwood maybe right now they're not in, exactly informed. Are you saying can make it to the Premiership or can win it? Can can win it. I reckon there's okay. four teams. I I think Brisbane are potential to make it. I think yeah. I think Brisbane can make it. I don't the see experience them winning. They don't have there. enough experience. They're and in... although this sounds silly, I could say the same about Geelong. Although they are the most experienced side in their competition. When they haven't played a grand final in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, sure, they've, sure, they've played finals for a while, but they haven't been as dominant as they have been the, yeah, like yeah. now in a while. And they've dropped off in the past few weeks. This, I mean, th- this year they've definitely, of course, they've been on top for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they were about three games clear of everyone. Then they lost to Western Bulldogs. Then they lost to Hawthorne. Uh, and then, you know, they, they only, they're only just beating teams now. And I think that's what I do find... Interesting is a lot of people wrote Richmond off after the last year after they lost to Collingwood. In well, you just got to think about it. They played well last year. They just screwed up one game. They, they, yeah, they screwed up one game. Everyone had them going back to back. Everyone had them going back to back. People went into the Collingwood Richmond preliminary final last year going, Collingwood going to put walk, up a fight. This is a walk in the park but for Richmond. R- Richmond going to get a breeze over, over the top of them. By the end of the first half, it was a, what, 9 to like 48, and Mason Cox had completely yeah. destroyed them. But especially with the one thing that I do think Richmond are going to have trouble with is their defence, especially against teams like uh, Geelong. Look at how fast West Coast and Geelong attack. Yes, their yeah. West Coast's ability to slingshot is ridiculous. West Coast forward line is is ridiculous. You've got people. I mean, of course, you've got Josh Kennedy kicked six hundred goals on the weekend. Congratulations to him. You got Jack Darling. Who is a who is a force to be reckoned with if he gets hot? Liam Ryan, who of course they everyone knows, Jack Petrocelli, Petrocelli, who, who can quit. run in, grab it, and then no one's catching him. Not uh, I don't. I don't see anyone beating Jack Petrocelli in a in a. I want a I want him to sprint. run. I want him to run the grand final sprint. If they don't make it to the grand final, I want, I want to see Petrocelli run the run the sprint. But one person who I do think is. Dangerous, really dangerous for West Coast is Oscar Allen. He is he's playing well. He's flying under the radar. That kid is a star. And then and they've got like 
your big names, your Shuey, your Gaffs. Shuey. Everyone in West Coast is a good player. El- Elliot Yo as well. Uh, one thing that Michael Braun said, who's a former uh, Premiership player for the Eagles, who coached our footy team to about six losses in a row at school. Um, really good coach. Brilliant, as you can tell. Um, but he he said that Eagles have too many good players. Big names. Yeah. If you think about it, their midfield, you got think, think you got the four people in the midfield, which would usually be Nat Nui in the ruck, Shuey, Gaff. Elliot Yo, and Gaff. Maybe if he you know he he comes off the wing and then goes yeah. to the midfield every now and then. Or you got Chris Maston, which I think is the luckiest player ever to play AFL. <laughs> um, he's awful at guy. Um, that midfield. If you think about it, there is no other midfield in the AFL that comes close to them. I can think of one that would be close. And it's interesting that it's the team that I'd saying, which is Collingwood, considering that was that was they have a very young and a very They're, strong side. Yeah, yeah. But they haven't played that well the they, past week. No, and I think that's uh, Dane Beams went out earlier in the year. Yeah. He's he's a big name. He's think, a big player. Big time player yeah. as well. Who is consistent him playing alongside Trelaw and Pendlebury in the midfield. Yeah. Then you've got to think about Taylor Adams, who's coming off back off injury. He's making his way back through the um, VFL. He's been playing off half-back yeah. quite a bit. Um, and he's been playing quite quite well, actually. Then you've got to think about Jordan Degoe, who's been pushing yeah. into the midfield a lot more. He got, what, third, 25, 26 possessions Something like against that. Richmond. He rarely gets that. He's, he's a much better goal kicker than I See, think. See, I think... The th- if you were to describe this year using one word, I think it would be consistency. Yes. Consistency with individual players' performance. Mm-hmm. Consistency with umpiring. Oh. Con- it's been it's all over the place. Consistency with teams' performance. Like, Tom and I, before we um, sat down to record this, I ran through the AFL ladder predictor, put in my tips for the next few weeks, and got a very interesting-looking top eight with Richmond not even being in the top four, yet Adelaide scraping into eighth. Adelaide in eighth. And that's why I, I just thought, if I don't think the ladder reflects the performance at no, the time. No. Some teams had a huge get-go start, but are dropping off. Are Geelong still overwhelmingly the top team in the competition? I mean, I, I don't think they are anymore. I don't think they are either. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen... Of course, you, the, you know, the, I've got Danger Woodlet, who... Oh, I, I, first of all, I want to get this out of the way. I hate Geelong. I'm a Hawthorne supporter. Ever since 2008, they beat us, what, 14, 15 games in a row? Something like that. It sucked. It was awful. To, and uh, I went to a game where Jimmy Bartell kicked a point after the siren to, to beat us. That was that was one of the worst days. And I've hated Geelong ever since. Danger Woodlet, the fact that they came up with the name for Patrick Dangerfield, Joel Selwood and Gary Ablett put together made me cringe. It's It's not great. I don't think that those three play the, their best footy together. I don't think Gary Ablett's nearly as hyped up as he is. Gary Ablett, I mean, they, they, they call him the, the little master. And yes, he does some amazing things, but he is... You see him in Again, patches. consistency. He is, he is throw, I mean, of course, he's consistent every week. He keeps about a goal and a half a game. Uh, he gets around 20 disposals every game. But he has patches during games where yeah. he gets 10 disposals in a quarter, kicks two goals or three goals in a quarter. And then won't do anything. And then fades. Or, you know, he doesn't play well for the first three quarters and all of a sudden he comes in the last quarter and wins them a game. Yeah. I mean, he, he if he's going to do that, brilliant. That's that's exactly what they need because they don't have a lot of match winners. Yeah. 
Dangerfield ever since 2017, where he won the Brownlow medal. No, 2016, yeah. where he won the Brownlow medal, wasn't great. Yeah. he's He hasn't been great ever since. He's been injured quite a bit. He's come coming back from injury. He still looks slightly injured. I don't know, it's just tenacity for the ball has just... He's still equally as skilled as he was, but he doesn't seem to be pushing himself going no, as hard... No. And it's interesting, I wonder if players' mindsets change after winning a brown low, because Dustin Martin has also Martin, done the same thing. He, he didn't have a very good year last year, I think mainly because, of course, he was being tagged by a lot of other players, yeah. and then Richmond wanted to use him more effectively in different positions, they moved him up forward. I mean, against Collingwood, he kicked, what, he kicked two goals at 38 possessions. Something like that. Completely killed them, on a wet night as well, and he was so cl- he was, yeah. he was clean, had 12 by quarter time. But Dangerfield, I f- from watching him uh, over the past two years and three years, actually, he's been playing for more free kicks. Yeah. And, of course, as you get older, you know, you can't do the same things as you, as you did when you were a younger player, more skillful, yeah. quicker player. You start playing for free kicks. You saw that through um, people like Jimmy Bartell, who started playing for free kicks as he got older. Yeah. Uh, people like Sam Mitchell, who, of course... Yeah, whenever uh, so he could. Whenever he could. Stevie would J. Pl- oh, Steve Johnson, he was the worst. He, used to, he played for free kicks forever. And I think that's happening with Dangerfield now. Not that I think Dangerfield's going to retire in the next two years, but I think four to five years, I don't, I don't think he's going to be yeah. as dangerous as he is right now. You know someone else who I think should go within the next few years, if not next week? I think as a Fremantle supporter... I like Ross Lyon. I liked what he did for the club. There's no denying what he did was good. He brought us to our first ever grand final. 2013, actually. I I, I went to that game. Uh, that Hawthorne, the... Hawthorne beat uh, we were the... Fremantle by 15 we, points. We were the closest team to beating Hawthorne after, out of their three-pit. Everyone else got blown away. Yes, yes. But recent years' performances have not been quite where they should be. And at the end of the day, an AFL team needs to win. Yes. And if they're not winning... Something's wrong, and I. If you look at our team on paper, we have some pretty good players. Yeah, Fremantle have a very good team on paper, and you, you look at other teams like who have an okay list. Okay list. Who've gotten rid of their coach? Look at St Kilda. Look at Carlton. Look at Carlton. You look at North Melbourne. Carlton have some very good players, but they also don't have a lot of brilliant players. They've got yeah. Cripps, Sam Walsh, upcoming star. He's going to win a Brownlow Medal in the next ten years. You got. Silvani's also Silvani's been playing well. You've got Wiedering down back, who's young, upcoming. He's not exactly the biggest and strongest. He, you know, number one draft pick. Uh, you've got uh, Mackay up forward. Harry Mackay, who's a big, running, tall, 200-centimeter yeah. powerhouse, who slots goals from everywhere. You've got Charlie Kerno, who's been you got injured. You've got some big names. Very good players. But you've also got people like... Never really heard of. I rest yeah. my case. You've got, you got others who are duds. You, you yeah. know, you hear them on the TV and you go, who? Yeah. And of course, that's Is that a Devi time? They're like, he's playing his 18th game. And I'm yeah, like, oh, exactly. Okay. So, and you go... And uh, actually, one player that I did bring in, Josh DeLuca, who used to play for Subiaco. Brilliant yeah. player. He's been playing great for them recently. So they're, they're bringing in a couple of experienced guys as well. Mm. So... They got rid of Brendan, Brendan Bolton. Yeah. All of a sudden, they start playing well. St. Kilda put... got rid of Alan Richardson. All of a sudden, started playing Brad well. Brad Scott left North Melbourne. Ray Shaw comes in. All of a sudden, they start playing well. Yeah. Fremantle. I think the issue with Fremantle is, and again how I'd describe this year, is consistency. Yeah. You look at, if you looked at the first 
eight rounds. We we beat North Melbourne like a hundred and something. Yeah. We smashed them in round one. That was yes. insane. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a good year. And up until about round eight, we were a genuine top four side. I remember watching uh, on the couch on Fox Footy one night and Jonathan Brown, who makes big calls, big, yeah. big calls. He's, you know, big, big guy. He's very ambitious. Very ambitious. One, one night he came out and said, I don't think West Coast are the best team in Western Australia. Big call. That's a big call, big especially call. after last year's well, After last year's performance, and, and especially the way that they're playing this year, he was talking about almost alluding to the Fremantle are going to make finals and push for contention, uh, which I think... If you were to say that now, you'd be oh, laughed at. If, if you said, I don't, think Frem- I don't think West Coast is the best team in Western Australia, people would go, you are hilarious. Yeah. Well, see, you look at the derby, which Fremantle lost the round one. The first derby. Yeah. Fremantle only barely lost. It was they lost by like eight points, and I'd argue, I'd argue, we probably should have won it if oh, there were the amount of scoring few, shots you had. We had a few injuries, too, and I think that's that's part of the issue. Is like we lost Tabner. He was playing really well. McCarthy dropped his form completely. Mm. Um, and then we lost Hogan. So at the minute we're scrambling for people. Yes. And. Yet we're playing just so poorly at the minute. Yeah, you yeah. look at who we've beaten. We beat Collingwood. We beat Brisbane. We beat GWS in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Those are three top five, top six sides. Yeah, yeah. So we can play good footy. L- l- looking at that, that derby as well, it was... Final score was 10 goals, 9.69 to 7 goals, 14.56. Yeah, so maybe if we actually... You kick three more goals, you get... Ten goals, eleven. Yeah, that's that's that's, ex- that's just what happens. That's like you, you you win if you're more consistent with shots on goal. Another one, the the, the latest derby, which was thirty one to a hundred to one hundred twenty two. Yeah, Eagles had the worst ever recorded consistency in front of goal, which was eight percent, and they still outscored us tenfold. Yeah, two goals, nineteen thirty one to nineteen goals, eight twenty two. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, so, top eight. Top name, eight. Run them off. Starting from eight. Oh. Let's, let's start from first. first I, I want to start from first, because I think Geelong are going to finish first, then I think it's going to be Brisbane Lions and West Coast. I think it's pretty safe to say that's your I think I think that's that's, top that's, that's, that's that's top three. I see Collingwood... I see Richmond make, making fourth. I don't think Collingwood are going to be playing... You don't That's think good. Collingwood play finals? Uh, no, I think Collingwood are going to make make fifth, and then I think from there, just going to look at who's well, still in. The... Well, you, I mean, if it, this year there's even. so many, there's so many different teams who can make it. So you got GWS in fifth. Uh, Collingwood are in sixth right now, only on percentage because GWS had a massive game against Collingwood, mm. where they smashed them. Um, and you've got Essendon in 7th, Adelaide in 8th, Bulldogs in uh, 9th, who are st- who are level with Adelaide, just behind on percentage. Then you've got Port Adelaide, Hawthorne, Fremantle and St Kilda, who are all a game behind. Who are all one game behind. One game behind. And any of them could play finals. And Any of those teams can, can play finals. North Melbourne are two games out. They're probably... If it would take an awful if, lot to get them there. Everything goes well for them. I think they make top eight, but I don't think everything that's going to happen. Sydney, Carlton, Melbourne, Sydney, Gold Coast, Carlton, no. Melbourne, Gold Coast. They're they're no chance. Okay. I I think it's gonna. 
I reckon you see GWS go to 6th and Collingwood to 5th, and I think the ladder stays the same from there. I, I don't... was just going to say, I think the ladder stays pretty similar to how it is now. Um, Geelong, Geelong first. Um, West, I'll put West Coast second, just because they've got a bit of an easier run home than Brisbane do. Brisbane third, just because they got the game ahead of Richmond. Yeah. Richmond fourth, GWS five. I'm going to go... Essendon six, Collingwood seven. Big call. And then it's it's a game it's a game different. Yeah. No, it's not. They're equal. It's percentage. And then, but Essendon just seems to be playing quite well Essendon at the minute. Essendon have been playing well. And Collingwood haven't. Collingwood didn't. Uh, but actually, to be fair though, Essendon won by what a goal and a half to Gold Coast on the weekend at Metricon Stadium. Yeah. And of course, Kyle Hooker as he does every single time, goes forward from the defence and slots about four goals in the space mm. of two minutes it, to win them the game. He, he's a match winner. It's that, interesting that because... And then it's eighth spot, where I'm looking at this ladder now, there are six teams that could finish eighth. Mm. It's all percentage or a game. I, I reckon it's out of Western Bulldogs and um, the two Adelaide teams. I don't see Hawthorne making finals. I desperately want them to... I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I think I think it'll be Port, just because of oh mate, it'll be Port or Adelaide. I don't think it'll be Bulldogs because of their run home. Yeah. But Port or Adelaide, and if you had to pick which team's better at the minute, I'd probably go Adelaide. I'd go Adelaide. So as basically, well. first Geelong, West Coast second, Brisbane third, Richmond fourth, GWS fifth, Essendon sixth, Collingwood seventh, Adelaide eighth. I'm I'm basically the same, except I've just got Collingwood in fifth. GWS seven, uh, GWS sixth, Essendon seventh, Adelaide ninth. I think the latter stays basically the same. I'd probably, uh, oh, I'd probably have Brisbane second ahead of West Coast. I reckon West Coast are going to finish third, even though I think West Coast have a better side on paper. Yeah. I think it, right now, currently, Brisbane Lions are playing really good footy. But that's the thing. That's the, that I I think of it a very logical point. I'm like, yep, this is their run home. Do I think that that top eight is in the right order of what's the best teams in the competition right now? Absolutely not. Yeah. If it was to be top eight in order of the best teams in the competition, um, as of round twenty, two thousand and nineteen, I'd put West Coast in first, Richmond in second, Brisbane in third, Geelong in fourth, GWS fifth, Essendon sixth, Collingwood seventh, um, Adelaide eighth. Yeah. But it's not. It can't. It, no. it it can't work like that. But I think that's performance wise at the minute. Performance wise, that's what probably that's, where the ladder, it's at. that's how the ladder looks right now. Performance wise, I think. I mean, if you take it off the last five rounds, you'd see Carlton in, in the finals. Um, oh god, yeah, you would. They've been playing brilliant footy. They're four and one out of their past, and especially if if they get Stephen Cornelia next year, which is rumored to to happen, that's that's going to be that's going to be that's very a huge good. bump for them. They could be. An interesting side. Stephen Keneally, that like his, what's been going on with Stephen Keneally right now? Of course, he's hasn't he hasn't done his ACL. He's had a major knee injury. He's out for the rest of the season. So that that gives him opportunity to you know come back next year stronger. You, there's two teams going for Stephen Keneally right now. You got Carlton and Hawthorne. I don't think Hawthorne will get him. I personally think he's going to get a Hawthorne. I think Carlton is a is a very good option. But I, I see him with Jager O'Meara, James Walpole, Tom Mitchell. I see him fitting into that four. We've got Liam Shields as well, mm. who often plays on the wing now. But Walpole, Mitchell and O'Meara with Canelio, that you need about five midfielders. Yeah. That's 
that's that's your five. Yeah. In other trade talks, Tim Kelly very very almost Tim went Kelly to West Coast. Almost this year. went to West Coast. Could you imagine if he did? If he went to West, West Coast, Coast, a very very strong. If, if that's the case, if he went to West Coast in the last trade period, I see. Uh, I West Coast. Oh, I, I West Coast would win the next two. Easy. He is a game changing player. He has been, and there is still talk of him leaving. He signed a a one or two year contract, but he's. I feel like there's definitely tension between him and Geelong, and almost the. His, I just think he enjoys footy in the West. I'd love him to come to Fremantle. He won't. He won't come. But to Fremantle. I would love him to. Yes. Yeah. And you know you got all, all these trade talks, and you got Jonathan Patton, who flown under the radar. If you don't know John Patton, former number one draft pick, he's at GWS right now. Yeah. He's had about three knee knee reconstructions. Big, tall, heavy forward. He's rumoured to go to Hawthorne, or he's rumoured to go to a, a different club. He wants out of GWS. They're not playing him enough. I don't see him fitting into their side. Especially with the way they're going now. You've got Finlayson, uh, you've got uh, Himmelberg and Cameron. That forward line's pretty dangerous. I don't see him slotting in there as a fourth tall. But he'd be, he'd be the name tall. Yeah, like the the main one that they would go to. Cameron's a more running center forward. And then you know Himmelberg and Finlayson, who are both... Sort of similar to, to the way Jeremy Cameron plays. Where do you fit, fit them in? Then you've got Toby Green as well, who's yeah. a small forward for them, who's also a target. I don't see him fitting in. He's going to leave for sure. And that's where he also... I'm you know, I'm going to be quite biased here. He's, he's going to come to Hawthorne. He's going <laughs> to. Big, tall forward. He'd slot in it brilliantly with Mitchell Lewis, who was around 18 or 17, nab so, rising star. Something like that. Kick three goals against Geelong. What more can you want from from a kid? Absolute gun. What? No, he's 198 centimetres tall. He's about 84 kilos. And he's young. He's got a lot, young, lot left to run. Runs like the wind. And the year that Hawthorne got rid of Sam Mitchell and Jordan Lewis, in we draft a kid called Mitchell Lewis. Coincidence? I think <laughs> not. Well, I think on that note, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave. The very first episode of the, at the moment, Nameless Podcast. Nameless Podcast. And almost sounds good, actually. It actually, I was just going to say, that almost, almost runs off the tongue. Almost right? runs off the tongue. Oh, um, we shall see. We're not entirely sure what we're going to do this next. Hopefully soon. Hopefully it's a weekly sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, let your friends know about it. We'll um, catch you next week. We'll catch you next week. See you later. Bye.